welcome to the Recruitment Roundup with Toby and Nadia of Harrington Star. This is our one podcast a week where we talk about us and our passion for great recruitment. Five days a week we shine a light on the individuals making waves in the world of fintech and on a Sunday we bring you the Recruitment Roundup. This week is an ode back to mission and purpose because I've been reminded of the days when we started up Harrington Star and what our purpose was and how we wanted to essentially change the industry and make the industry a better place. In us doing that, in the days of us cold calling, introducing ourselves, people thinking that I was saying, hello, this is Nadia from Harrington Spa, not Star, (laughs) Um, you know, I I learned so much. And a lot of people, in all the no's that I faced and in all the objections and all the hurdles I had to jump over, a lot of people would say to me, sorry, no, it's not personal, it's business. And I would always say, but my business is my personal And I think that this is something that is really relevant to today and really relevant to the fintech and financial services industry today, where there are so many great businesses built on a personal mission and a lived experience. And I feel that this week in particular, I'm really proud of our personal mission because we wanted to make sure that we were people driven. We wanted to make sure our focus was on adding value to our customers within the industry. And our customers weren't just the companies that were hiring, but the people that wanted to really build great careers. And we wanted to help them do that. And especially back then, that was a really unique pitch that we were, that we were talking about. This week, we've released our top 1% workplace awards. And, you know, I'm, I'm just so reminded of why we started up this business and also how far we've come. Because in that magazine, we've shared blueprints, we've shared how-tos. We've really shared lots of advice, examples and case studies around building a better environment and ultimately a better industry. So right now, I'm kind of sitting here feeling really nostalgic, mm-hmm. happy about what we, what we have achieved, but at the same time, really excited about how I can take that personal mission further forward. I know the minute that I start talking about the early days of Harrington Star, it gets you going, Toby. With regards to everything that I've just been saying, I wanted you just to tell us who you've been talking to this week and what your thoughts are on that. It's, it's something that ties all the way through everything, isn't it? And you're, you're right, there's a, a fair amount of nostalgia around it. But I think the interesting thing about it is that that, that thing at the start to change the industry and to change perceptions of the industry was something that was very you know, personal to us at the start of it. Again, go, getting back onto my soapbox that I stand in so often about the importance of the industry is I do feel that people at the centre of every single company you look, you look at, if I speak to any of the leaders who I speak to on the podcast, any of the people I speak to as our clients, any person who's running a business, you know, 99 times out of 100, they'll talk about the importance of their people strategy, about having the right people in their business. And I think that's the way that the industry grew 22 years ago when I first joined in. The industry wasn't about the, you know, the significance of getting the right people into the business. It was, it was effectively a wild rest rec- recruitment and something there which was all about your profit, effectively, and, and making as much money as people possibly could. And I think it missed the point. And I, and I was very adamant at that sort of stage and it missed the point. And it was, it was bigger than that, more significant than that. And the importance of having the right people in businesses was going to be the, the difference between their success and failure, their growth and the, the trajectory of their business. And so when we started this up without wishing, you know, wishing to be too you know, noble about it, everything. The whole thing that there was, we felt we could do things better. We could create a different environment. It didn't have to be, you know, full of Wild West recruiters, um, you know, trying to get one over on, on a client and going from client to client, you know, trying to win the day. It was about working with customers to be good people, to work with good people and to create solutions with, you know, not with 
you know, just portal-based business where you don't add value, but looking at customers where we can say, look, we can really shift the needle here and we can help you be a better business. And what I've loved about what we've done with the magazine, Financial Technologists, and what we've done with 1% Workplace Awards, is if you actually spend time to read that magazine, and we've had the great pleasure of speaking to so many of the people around it as well, and you can listen to the podcast and listen to these inspirational leaders, all of whom have one thing in common, which is their businesses are growing and being successful at the moment. There's an absolute story in, in all of those about how those businesses are being successful based on their people strategy, based on their obsession with finding the best talent in, in the industry to help them move further forward. Yesterday morning, early my morning, very late over in New Zealand, I spoke to Adrian over at Voxmart, who won, won it uh, in 2020. And Adrian you know, speaks with, with such passion and such clarity about you know, the values and the importance of having a business there that's really, you know, really mission-led and what they wanted to do when it was seven people and now it's 150 in the scale-up challenges. And I think that was a fascinating episode. Yesterday, I spoke to uh, Richard Crook at Dazzle. Richard you know, worked for a major investment bank and came through into this, having seen the problem uh, and wanting to create something about it. And it's the, it's the passion that's exuded from people there who are on a mission to grow something and to change something and to make a difference that I think makes really, really interesting viewing really interesting listening when you when you're speaking to people like that who are on a mission i've got some a really interesting one coming up today at lunch i'll be speaking to uh, a guy who was introduced to me who's really passionate at the moment about changing the mindset of traders so it's slightly away from the, the standard fintech focus that we've been doing but ogo's mission having been a professional basketball player beforehand has been to you know and, and uh, you know getting involved in trading is to help traders with their mindset it reminded me of Kevin Levy over at Accenture Analytics, whose behavioural technology shows when the best time to trade is. And what Ogo, I think, is really going to be really interesting to talk to is about, again, how people can put themselves in their optimum mindset. And when you speak to him about that, and when, when I've had this sort of pre-call with him, his whole thing is about how people can create the mental strength, the mental fortitude to perform and operate at their best. That's an obsession for him. Speaking to Adrian, it's an obsession for her to create an incredible environment that means that she's working well into the night at New Zealand where she's moved her family to create a new opportunity for, you know, for their business. Speaking to Richard yesterday and Dazzle about their mission and, and the confidence to go against the grain uh, back in the times ICO bubble and run an arena where there's excitement because belief in, in what's happening in that industry and where it can go. And I think all of that is just, just something which I, can, I get really excited about listening to. And, um, and I think this is, this is one of the great reasons why we record these podcasts, because we want to celebrate the individuals in the industry. We want to celebrate the fact that so many people are leading businesses with wonderful missions that are changing the face of the industry, but changing people's abilities to be financially included, change people's abilities to really build on their careers and their skill sets. There's so much more than what I think people used to perceive the financial services industry and fintech industry as. And this is what we're trying to showcase every day. But you know, one of the things that got me thinking about this personal mission for this week was I spoke with Lily Motodieva. She's the MD of Maneo, and Maneo focused on borderless banking. And in her podcast, I absolutely loved it because she said, this startup is my baby. And wow, did I relate to that? Because obviously I have, I have two babies now, but Harrington Star was my first baby, you know, and I know, I know you'll, you'll really relate to that because when you really do believe that your business is your personal, it means that you can bring that passion to your everyday because you have that mission, you have a driver, you have something you totally believe in that means that 
like Adrian, you will be working into whatever time in the evening. And, and right now I can't do that with my two babies, but wow, I never thought I could work at the pace that I'm working at right now. And, you know, there are, there are some crazy and wacky hours that, that I do log in at when everyone's finally asleep. But I think it's, it's been, um, you know, a real pleasure to interview the people that I interviewed this week. So Lily of Maneo, she spoke about how passionate she is about driving the customer focus uh, within, within their business. She said some really great things. She said, uh, we like challenges because it gives us room for innovation and we're constantly innovating and we're constantly looking for challenges. Again, things that I know that other people across the fintech space will really relate to. She spoke about all the great opportunities for personal growth and personal development within the fintech industry itself, as long as those leading each of those businesses are really focused on their people and focused on what skills their people don't have to help them grow that and help them become better every day rather than only looking at what they do have. And I quite liked that, that slant on things about constant education and constant learning. She spoke about educating all of us. She spoke about how post-Brexit, a lot of things have been misinterpreted with regards to borderless payments. And she's looking to really educate people on that. So I would definitely say that that's one to listen to because it's full of passion, but full of learning. And I definitely learned so much in that podcast. And then another one that I wanted to mention, which again um, has come out this week, was Jill Wells' product at Adian. So, you know, typically the minute I recorded this podcast, every purchase I've made, I see Adian on that purchase. So they are payments. And now that I've said that to you, if you don't recognize the name Adian, it's, it's basically you can't buy anything without them. Um, and you'll see them everywhere now. But I think what I really loved about her podcast is that she spoke about all the different communities that they have built within Adian to support people from all sorts of backgrounds, from all sorts of cultures, from all sorts of walks of life. And from a lived experience of hers, she's uber passionate about ensuring that everyone has a chance to speak. But on top of that, I think this is really key and a massively key learn from our top 1% workplace awards. Not only do they feel free that they can speak, but they believe that leadership will do something about it and they believe that they are heard. And I think we've spoken about this before and I'll say it again and again. Whenever people are thinking about how can I improve my workplace? How can I make this, this team a better team so that people want to stay here? They want to build their careers here. One of the first things to do is how comfortable do they feel about giving me feedback? And when they do give me feedback about things that should be changed, will I, will I actually work on changing those things? And it's so basic. And I think last week you said it, a lot of our top 1% workplace award learns were common sense, but not common practice. And I love that quote. I will keep quoting you on that because there's so many things that I believe that we say and that we highlight in this podcast week on week on week. But, but everyone needs to be reminded and constantly reminded of it because building great workplaces, building great companies, it needs the constant reminder that common sense is not common practice. We've got to work to make it that way. So I absolutely love these podcasts because I feel that you know, both, both the women that I interviewed were so passionate about their personal alongside the business. Yeah. And I can't leave Jill Wells without mentioning her, what I would probably say, quote of the year. She's in the Netherlands and DEI is pronounced day in the Netherlands. So she says, your day job is part of your day job which, nice. come on, isn't that just <laughs> wonderful for inclusion? So again, and, and you know how I love a quote. So I just think that there's been some real positives. And if anyone's listening to this, 
just harking back to your personal mission, and it doesn't mean that you have to be a CEO of a business or a founder that's built something, your personal mission within a company, looking mm. back to what that is and what you can achieve today. I, you know, I love, I love thinking like I think that. That's, I think that's actually really important as well, because the thing you touched on there was about, you know, whether it's you the founder of the, business, the company or someone who's you know, the newest employee or what have you. People always have said over the years, you know, sort of complain potentially about the ambition or the drive of an individual. They say, yeah, but they're not, it's not their company, it's your business, et cetera, et cetera, which is why it's different. And you sort of accept that and nod and say, yeah, I suppose, I suppose so. But then you go back to the, you know, the, before we started this business, I've been working for the best part of 12 years. And all that time, I don't think it changed in any sort of way, shape or form about what I was trying to do and how good I was trying to be at, at, at the job. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about there. It's about wanting to be, you know, that, that intrinsic drive there to want to be the best you can possibly be and to create something and to be really good at your job, I think is something which can drive everyone. And when you're talking about you know, the top 1% workplace awards and when you're talking about the financial technologist and actually when you're talking about the people who I want to be around on a day-to-day basis and what I want to fill this, what we want to fill this business with, is people who care or excited and want, and want to take that ownership. And what happens with that is when you, know, when you have that mindset, you, know, you end up with the rewards of, of the same thing happening. But when I was speaking to the judges, you know, going through some of the feedback of what they were talking about, the big thing about the top 1% workplace awards is you're dealing with the best of the best anyway. So the ability to differentiate isn't huge. So all the conversations that you and I are having, I bet you're, you're in exactly the same spot as, as I am, is when you're having these conversations, there is nothing there that is completely revolutionary. There is nothing there that anyone is saying that is going to be completely unique and, and no one's ever thought of, of before. And that's what makes it a great workplace. It's an accumulation of various different things. But these are top 1% workplaces. So they've all got the same thing. They've all got great technologists to work with. They've all got great peers. They've all got good learning and development schemes. They've all got good flexibility. They've all got all of these different things. So how do people make a difference? And how did our judges then decide which one they, you know, they wanted to work for? So the question I was saying to the judges as advice when, when they were choosing the companies to be highly commended and to win it, was saying, if you've watched these videos and you know, the judges watch the videos of you and I interviewing these leaders about you know, the, the, uh, the subject or the, the topics they were going for, I said, if you'd watched these videos and you were, you were wanting to join one of the companies based off the video, which one would you join? And what they were telling me is once they started to think of it like that, where they couldn't differentiate between the structures of each business, which they couldn't do, it then came down to the passion of the individual who was taking that particular conversation. And that comes down in my mind, mission. And it, then I was thinking about how it's translated into interviews and how when people are interviewing, are they there interviewing people or are they putting their best foot forward by really explaining the benefits of why this is an exceptional company to work for, how it's going to look after you, and weaving that story they did so eloquently in the 15 minutes and 20 minute interviews that we were doing with them to pass on to the judges. If you can bottle that and deliver it in interviews and give it that passion, that's where I think you put your best, uh, best foot forward. And I'm convinced that is by the attachment you have to the mission from it. One of the really interesting categories was the, was the best startup to work for. And, and in it, I thought they were all utterly in, in, incredible. And that was a difficult one, I think, for the judges to, you know, to, to separate. But I've done a panel session with Ramonda from Minimos. I've done a podcast and, and FinTech Focus TV episode uh, with her. And then I've, I've recorded the interview with her for that particular thing. When you talk about people who are just overly excited <laughs> about what they're doing on a day-to-day basis and how that rubs off into the, into the rest of the business, 
uh, and how that creates an environment. There were two, three people from that, that business, none of whom I've ever spoken to before, who when they saw that we were doing the top 1% workplace awards were emailing me saying, please can we include Minimos, you should be speaking to Minimos uh, and all, all those sort of things, which I thought was fantastic. But then what stood out in that thing was just the, the utter sincerity of the, of the passion uh, that came through from her. And, and I love that. That's something that really, you know, I think is really special. I totally agree. And I think that it's so important that when we're talking here, we're not just talking about people who are senior leaders within businesses. It's everybody involved in that mission. And just to put on that thread, I wanted to talk about a new roundtable series that we're going to be producing, which is all about investing in the individual within the business. It's going to be called the Advocate You series. As anyone knows who's listened to me before, advocate is my new favorite word because I feel like we should be, what, what I've learned from my podcast is that we should be and we have to advocate for those around us, but we have to be better advocates for ourselves within business. We cannot expect people to know what we're doing if we're not talking about it. And whatever personality, whatever cultural background, whatever it may be, um, and I can talk from you know, real, real life experience here, I am not the best at advocating for myself, but I do understand that it's incredibly important that I, I communicate really well to those around me about what I'm doing for the good of the business, if not only for myself. And I think this is something that I've learned a lot through my Women of Fintech podcast series and uh, my Humans of Fintech pods. Um, and I want to share those learns in a really practical, easy way for people to listen to, learn from, and actually go and implement and put into action. So I was motivated to do this and I was really impassioned to do this when I read in the newspapers, I think it was about a week ago now, that Catherine Mann of the Bank of England had been quoted across all the newspapers that women working from home were going to damage their careers. Now, first and foremost, she didn't say it exactly like that, but of course the media love to make it sound like that. So any female not in financial services or fintech are not going to join our industry now having read that. You know, I, I, got, I got quite annoyed because I thought, great. So all those women that I've just spoken to at, at the University of East London or the University of Reading about what a, a wonderful career you could have within fintech and financial services, I'm totally undermined by the Times now putting that out and every other newspaper. However, when I looked into what Catherine was saying, that there's a lot of truth in what she's saying, if you actually look into what she said, and what she said was that however good virtual platforms are, in terms of recognition, the way that our businesses are set up, the way that people decide to promote, the way that people decide to recognize is still based on face-to-face -face interaction. So what, what actually I take from that is it's not only about women working from home and therefore ruining their careers, but it's about us making sure that uh, managers within businesses are much better at recognizing people, whether or not they have face-to-face -face visibility or whether they have virtual visibility of that individual. So I think it's a much more complex issue than women working from home, you're holding yourself back. What I thought is how about we do something proactive and something positive, something that answers this and something that works towards a solution rather than just flashing across our pods what the problem is. So 
the first thing I thought was let's build this Advocate You series and it's going to be a three stage series where we are going to cover three topics and have a number of individuals in each round table discussing these three topics. The individuals will be experts from across the industry. So I've got different C-level members of staff and leaders across the fintech and financial services space who I would consider experts within each of these subjects. The first one, how do you best ask for promotion? The second, how do you best ask for a pay rise? The third, how do you ensure that you are recognized even when you're working from home? So what I thought I'd start at is actually helping the individual who may find themselves in a business where they want to be heard, where they want to be promoted, where they're not sure how they can really advocate for themselves. The second part of these series will then be talking about how us as managers and leaders within the financial services space can be more awake and can be more open to how do we look at all our people through their diversity of thought, their diversity of culture, their diversity of presence. How do we ensure that we are fairer in the way that we recognize those around us and therefore decide on projects, promotion, pay, uh, whatever it may be. So it's a really big project, but I feel like it's the action that is truly needed following such uh, dramatic headlines across the news and I'm really excited for all the people that have already said that they are they're keen to be involved in it so uh, watch this space I will release more information about it soon. That's exciting and, and what I love about it is another example of you uh, living that mantra of walking the talk and, and making change this is about not just accepting things and, and looking at problems and saying oh yeah that's terrible etc etc so how can we change it and I think you've done brilliantly at that you know, all the way through the, really, I was going to say the year, but it's your career. I, I know I'm very proud of you and I hope you are as well from that. It's a, it's a great thing to add to the arsenal, so to speak. And that, speaking of that, we had a great conversation yesterday. There's so many ideas that we've got, you know, coming through. I'm so excited for 2022 and the content and the ideas and the value that we, we want to bring, look, coming back and tying it back to that mission-based theme. One of the things we want to do there is add, add real value. We don't want to be a business that just takes. We want to be an, a, a you know, business that adds value. Uh, and there are so many ideas that are coming through. We've got a really creative team of brilliant people who are putting together th these ideas and making them happen. So thank you to, to everyone who's, who's part of that. We can't wait to take that further forward as well for, for you next year. Nadia, anything you want to finish up with? Just super excited about my, my roundtable series. Anybody that's listened to me explain that and think that they'd like to be a part of it, please reach out and let me know. Because I think that this isn't just about these first three points that we're covering. It's about what happens after that. And it's not just about learning to advocate for yourself. There'll be a follow-up series to this, which is about advocating for others. And I'd really, really love for people to listen to this and reach out to me and either uh, nominate somebody, refer or refer themselves. Superb. Right, cool. So just a couple of uh, final bits from me. Next Thursday, Thursday the 9th of December, please do tune in to our webinar. We will be going live. You can go to the website and find the details for it where you can log on uh, and listen to a really important subject uh, that we're doing in conjunction with the Realisation Group. It is looking at wellness strategies post-pandemic, how we make sure, speaking to a group of experts, that we put at the top of the agenda uh, wellness for people uh, coming through you know, a very, very difficult couple of years. I think that's crucially important to the people strategy that everyone has next year. It's going to be a really interesting debating topic. We will also then be releasing it a little bit later on FinTech Focus TV. So stay tuned for that. It's got an excellent cast with uh, people from all over the industry talking about the strategies they put in place and will be putting in place moving further forward to, to create the best possible environment for their people. So really, really looking forward to getting that one on board as well. Please, if you haven't already, 
do go to harringtonstar.com, download the financial technologies, have a look at the top 1% workplace awards, and there is a bumper feast of content within that that will help you create an environment in your company that can thrive, grow, and be a great place to work for your, for your team and staff. Final thing to shout out is we celebrated yesterday, which might be one slightly hoarse today, a very best ever from the Harrington Star team and the Harrington Star group as a whole. It was an awesome performance from the team. We've seen some excellent, excellent individual performances. Barry Ansel, uh, for the third time, breaking his own records as to uh, as some of the numbers he's done as a standout, but just incredible stuff all the way through. Some of our newer guys delivering really, really quickly. Uh, I couldn't be more proud of a team that have put an enormous amount of work into just being as good as they possibly can and providing a great world-class service for their customers. The feedback from many of the people who we've been working with has just been absolutely incredible. We've put some technology in recently which allows us to track the customer service and customer experience that we've been giving up, giving to our clients. And I'm pleased to say that we're already moving into the top echelons of the industry for the feedback that we've been getting on that. We won't rest until we're at the very, very peak of it all. The top 0.1 of the top 1% is where we always strive to, strive to achieve. But kudos to every single person in the Harrington Star Group who I think have put in an absolutely phenomenal performance and I'm so proud of, of, of what we achieved last month. We move into December now. It's a Merry Christmas from Nadia and I to all, all of you. Thank you so much for listening. We really, really do appreciate it. We were talking beforehand about how humble we are about the, uh, the listening that we get every week on the show. So pleased that it continues to grow. Please do keep tuning in. Please do also keep talking to us about the themes. We try and give a theme to every single week. If there is something there that you think we should be talking about that's going to help you and your business or your career move further forward, let us talk about it. Nadia and I have got nearly 40 years together. I carry the vast majority of that, that experience <laughs> on, my, on my shoulders. Not because I don't want to age Nadia <laughs> on that side. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, we've got a huge amount of experience in the industry it's an industry we absolutely adore and we're passionate about helping people get better at what they're, what they're doing within it so if there are things there that you're struggling with or you think we should be talking about or you want help with let us know we'll build a show around it and talk to you about some of the experiences and crucially the experience of everyone who we're talking about week in week out to try and find the solutions that can help you move further forward so please like rate Share the pod as much as you possibly can because that keeps on allowing the message to spread. We thank you so much for your time. You know time is, uh, is of the essence for everyone. So thanks for tuning in and we will see you next week. Happy Christmas and let's make it a brilliant month. Thanks a lot, Nance. Thanks. <laughs>